Hello and welcome back to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. I have an amazing guest for you. We talk about alcohol addiction, phone addiction, hearing from God, the power of prayer, God's grace for us when we mess up and a lot more. So I'm so glad that you're here. I wanted to say that I have just a few more free coaching spots if you're interested in a 60 minute health coaching session with me if you want to increase your energy and feel better from your health symptoms email me at hello at herholistichealing.com i'm only taking one to three more people so if you're interested i hope that you take advantage i also want to say I'm very excited to say that this podcast is now ranked in the top 3% globally. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing. If you have not left a review, please leave a review review on Apple Podcasts so this show can reach even more people. My mission, once again, is to help Christian women seek God's wisdom first for their health and their life so that they can experience true lasting healing that will allow them to make a greater impact in their homes and communities so if you will help me on this mission i would be so grateful all that being said let's get into the show welcome to her holistic healing do you want more energy and less anxiety so that you can do all the things are you searching for meal ideas essential oils and other holistic treatments Do you wish you could know which direction to take with your health so that you could finally feel better? Hey, I'm Alexandra. I love Jesus. I'm a wife, mom of three, and registered nurse with years of experience in clinical research. I also wanted more energy so that I could have more fun and keep up with my growing child. I too was confused about all the different diet and treatment options. I too wanted to wake up every day and feel good, but I felt anxious because I couldn't solve the mystery of my health until God showed me that He is the source of true healing. In this podcast, you will learn holistic treatments and Bible truths that will lead you to the peace, joy, and freedom that you have been hoping for. So what do you say we take a break from the mind-numbing, humdrum busyness? Let's rest and let God be our healer and helper. Hello and welcome back to the show. I just have an amazing guest for you guys. Stephanie Gass. Stephanie Gass is a CEO, wife, boy mom, coffee lover, and PJ all day enthusiast. Steph helps women get clear on their niche, start a podcast, and grow a successful online business God's way. She's the host of a top 0.5% globally ranked podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, The Stephanie Gass Show. Steph believes it's possible to partner with God to create impact and income without sacrificing or buying into social media hustle. Welcome to the show, Steph. Well, hello, Alexandra. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being here. I asked Steph to be on the show because I wanted to start having interviews with people that just kind of wanted to share their testimony, just wanted to share how God has healed them in different aspects of their lives because Jesus is our healer. Mm-hmm. So before we get into Steph's story, Steph, I just wanted to share really quick, kind of just brag on you and God. Yeah. on how, he, how how he's used you in my life. So back in 2020, I don't know if you remember, but I had a coaching call with you. And back then I was a blogger. Yes. And yes. Steph just has just an amazing gift of wisdom and just this wonderful marketing brain that I like to say, she just helps women find words for the passion projects that they want to bring into the world. And Steph, like 
during the call, I, I swear I had to stop myself from crying because I think it's just because you're just so led by the Holy Spirit. And I appreciate that so much about you. So because of you, oh. I started, I started listening to Chelsea Joe's podcast system as your life and Polly Payne's dream planning podcast. And then I was really interested in Chelsea Joe's, um, her course, but it was kind of out of the budget at the time. But then like a week later, that's when you guys all teamed up and you mm. sold your courses, all four yeah. of your courses. Yeah. And then I I just felt like God showing me like, you can, you, you can do this and you can get right. all four of these courses, but stuff. All the courses were amazing, but when I got to your course, I was like, I am not starting a podcast. I'm a blogger. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you got to the point where you're like, it's time to buy a mic, I was like, I'm not buying a mic. I'm not a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> but I kept on going with the course. And then just because I was curious, and then like a week or two later, I just felt like God giving me all these ideas for episodes and like a vision of what the podcast could look like. And so here we are on my podcast. <laughs> So Dude, I love that story. And how are you feeling about podcasting now compared to, to blogging? And are you, you're still blogging, I assume? No, I'm not blogging anymore. Not. I just feel like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I just feel like podcasting is just so much fun and it's just so much faster for growth and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. it's actually, yeah, it's been really fun. So I just wanted to thank you for helping women like me bring their passion projects into the world. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> And I'm so, I'm so glad God led you to me and now we're here. What a full circle moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Steph, um, how, how I, like I said, when I emailed your team, I wanted, I had a specific topic in mind. So, you know, just how, however Holy Spirit leads, I just want you to share yeah. how God has healed you in one or more aspects of your life. I would love to share. And I think the one that's really on my heart for this audience is how God has healed me from my dependency on alcohol. And that has been such a long uh, process. I'm going to start back in the beginning and Alexandra, just pop in whenever you have something you want to expand on, or you have questions about, but growing up, you know, I come from a long line of alcoholics, <laughs> you know, that song, like come from a long line of love. Well, I come from that too, but also alcoholics. And so, you know, my dad had always had his issues and starting at a very young age, um, I started drinking and I think probably around the age of 14 being around it in school and also having this like really big personality that I have to be seen. And before God, you, before you partner with God in that, you know, you're doing it for the world and you're doing it for recognition and validation and all the wrong reasons. And so a really big personality is great for the glory of God when you're partnered with God, but not so great when you are partnered with the world. So I begin, you know, drinking and partying and, um, all throughout high school, there's so many nights I can remember that I would just drink until I was completely blacked out as one night being a freshman in high school, we went out to this park and I just remember drinking straight from this huge fifth of vodka, just straight out of the bottle thinking, I don't know what I was thinking. Like who's it? Who's in their right mind thinks that's a good idea. Anyway, of course, blackout, because whose body can handle that? And um, I get dropped off and left at the doorstep of my home covered in urine and throw up. And my mom came to the door and was terrified. She didn't know had I been raped, you know, what I was I overdosing on drugs. She had no idea what was going on. She called my dad, who they had been, they were divorced at this point. 
who came over and proceeded to tell her to throw me in the shower. I was just drunk and he left. Not to say my dad was like a bad person by any means, but obviously he had seen it a lot in his life because he had done it too. And so that went on. That didn't, it didn't change me. It didn't shake me. I continued that lifestyle all the way through college, um, which led to other bad decisions, of course. And all the way through into my mid to late twenties, I continued on this path until, um, you know, it just got to this point where I felt like I had to drink, you know, oh, is it, is it five o'clock yet? You know, oh, 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 I know if we're going to go on this, on this thing to this, like, you know, parade or this thing that we're, we're going out of town. Yes, I can drink. Like I was looking for any and every excuse that it would make drinking normal so that I didn't seem strange that I was drinking. Now I never hid alcohol, but I definitely, as soon as it was available, would over drink and over consume. And that went on for a while. And I remember having a phone call with my mom in my mid twenties. And I told her, Oh, I just need to leave work. I need wine. And she said, did you hear what you just said? I said, no. And she said, you said, I need wine. And she broke down in tears and said, you sound just like your dad. And I remember feeling so like angry at her. Like, how dare you, you know, compare me to someone like to him? Like, I just want a glass of wine. Like what's wrong with that? And I was in complete denial that I had a problem. And so this went on and I kind of, as I grew into my thirties, I had tapered down a bit, but I still was drinking every weekend whenever we would go out of town, you know, obviously I would, I would go onto the, the side of definitely probably drinking too much. And I got engaged to my now husband. And when I, I would, you know, this lifestyle just continued obviously at a little bit more of a muted pace, but I kept finding myself, you know, searching for, I don't know what it was like, you're searching for recognition and validation, and you're searching for this worthiness and the world keeps handing you something, you know, it, for so many decades, it handed me alcohol. And then with my now husband, it started handing me success. And the world said, look, success, recognition. And so I started chasing success at the level I had chased alcohol. And I had a ton of success in my late twenties and first few years of my thirties in a network marketing company, which, um, that huge level of success had come at a cost that was extremely high, a cost of my health, um, you know, binge eating and then not eating at all. And like multiple, like going on, dealing with all this stuff with my body at the same time, I'm drinking too much. I went through a period of taking Adderall, trying to lose weight. And like all of this stuff just kept compounding, like new addiction, new addiction, new addiction, work is an addiction, work, you know, workaholism. And like all of it's just compounding and compounding, and compounding. And I was a Christian at this point, but I wasn't fully surrendered, you know, like yeah, I'm a Christian. Cool. Check the box. Okay. Bye. Like I had never known God. I was saved at nine and I felt the conviction of the Holy spirit at nine years old, but I had put it away. I had put it, I had walked away. I had, I had shoved that. I had shoved that feeling away from me. And I was certain, even though I knew it was available for me, I wasn't looking at it. I wasn't even inviting it in, wasn't inviting God in, in any way. And so at this point, everything in my life started to feel like it was crumbling around me. I had one small child and I was pregnant with my next son. Obviously wasn't drinking during the pregnancy, but couldn't wait to have a drink. And I started to 
have these breakdowns. I started to have massive anxiety attacks and I didn't know what was going on with that. And so I just kept obviously living the lifestyle I was living and my business crumbled. This was in 2016. My business completely fell apart underneath me. We went from really, you know, high six figure income, top 1% of the network marketing company. And it was just, it was seemingly gone overnight. And I had kind of been dabbling in my faith at this point, you know, kind of praying like, Hey God, are you, are you there? Like, am I doing this right? I have kids now. I think, I think I might be ready for a real relationship with you. And so anyways, God convicted me. There was a day that he convicted me that, um, there was healing available and I had no, the business had crumbled. I was completely lost in my identity, Alexandra, at this point. Like I was in this black hole of who am I? I had a newborn, all of these things. And I didn't know, I didn't know how he was going to heal me, but I felt the promise. And I knew like, I have to turn to God because there's nothing left here. Like I'm going to destroy myself or I'm going to get up. I'm going to walk with him. I'm going to figure this out. And so I wrote on this sheet of paper, all these things that I, who I would be if I was chosen by God and if he, who, who he saw me as, and I wrote all these things on this sheet of paper and it was, you know, I would be healthy. I would be a giving, loving wife. I would put my family before my work. I would be healthy. I would drink less. I would, I wrote all these things down. I would be financially stable, you know? And then I looked at the paper and I laughed. <laughs> I'm like, must be good to be, must be nice to be her, you know? But I did make one decision to start going to church again. We found a really amazing church. We started going, I invested in a gym that I couldn't afford. Like I was making the steps. I was, I was practicing prayer, even though I didn't really feel comfortable. You know, I had bought a Bible that I could actually understand. So I'm making the right steps. I'm taking the right steps. And I remember a few months later, I was in a church service and I'm standing there and the worship had always like resonated, you know, like I love a good sermon. It's, it's so important to hear like someone's delivery and with their passion and with the storytelling and it comes alive in your spirit, but the worship, which it was just different. It was like, it took me to another place. And so I'm standing there one day and the worship music is playing and I don't remember the song, but I remember like the complete, a complete baptism of the Holy spirit, like a washing over me from head to toe of like chills, almost like my body was vibrating, but like I could feel the presence of God over my, over my body, over my life in my heart. And I just wept and my arms were raised and I'm just standing there weeping. Who knew? I have no idea who was staring at me. My husband was probably like, oh my gosh, but I'm just standing there like fully surrendered. I'm like, it, this is it. Like I'm done, God. Like I'm so yours. Do what you will. Like my business is yours. My life is yours. My marriage is yours. My kids are yours. I just made the declaration right there. And then I went back to my life and I was still drinking at this point. You know, <clears throat> I would have, you know, a handful of, of drinks when we were out at a big event or something. And, and I kept getting sick. I kept, I kept getting anxiety attacks. Every time I would drink alcohol, my fingers would swell. I would have anxiety. I would get physically ill. And I just would put it away. Oh, it's because we're traveling. It's fine. No, no, no. It's because I'm away from my kids, you know? And this went on for like six months. And finally, I'm like, God, is that you? Like, are you asking me to quit drinking? And I had such resistance. 
to stopping. And, you know, I just felt like I couldn't have fun without it. Who, everyone was going to judge me. I was the fun stuff. You know, I was the girl that always life of the party. And I felt convicted and I said, okay, God, tomorrow night's Brad and I anniversary. I'm only going to have one beer. And if I get sick from one beer over like three hours, I'm going to know it's you. And you're asking me to lay down alcohol. And I don't know if you're supposed to test God, probably not, but that's what went down. <laughs> and so we go out to this brewery and I have a beer and I just nursed the beer forever. I felt fine. We went out, we had a great time. It was our anniversary. It was awesome. We get home and I go to bed and I wake up about midnight, which is typically how it would go down. And I could feel the panic. The panic was rising. And then I felt the nausea. I ran to the toilet and I threw up and I sat on the floor crying and I apologized to God. And that was the day that I said, I'm done. And I quit drinking for six months and I felt so great. Oh my gosh. Everything in my life started working. Like the business started flourishing that I was building and everything was different in the way that I was parenting. And I felt healthy and I shed all that extra, like puffy weight from the alcohol and the, and the, um, all the stuff from the sugars and from all the things that the infl inf inflammation that is caused from alcohol is just immense. My, my thoughts were more clear. And then I thought, amazing. Now I can drink with intention. I'll have one drink here and there. And so I would, I went back to drinking one drink here or there and my body had completely lost. I lost my taste. It tasted like it tasted disgusting. I didn't even enjoy it. And so I had, I did that a couple of times and decided that I was just going to turn to sobriety at that point, because I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't need it. I didn't want it. And now it's been probably two years since I've had any alcohol at all. And I feel like God has truly freed me from, from alcohol. He's freed me from workaholism. He's freed me in all of these areas of my life. And he's just so faithful. And I remember feeling like, you know, oh, I can't give up alcohol and, and, oh, you know, this has to be a part of my life. And the truth is, is that you can be just filled by, by the power of the Holy spirit. You know, you don't have to be filled by anything of this world and there's complete freedom. And there's a verse I, I would love, I'm going to look it up here. Um, let's see that I want to share with you guys, but anyway, God is just so faithful. And so now today I stand here and I'm like, you know, I'm not freed from everything. There are certain things that will, you know, creep up in your life as a human. But what I've learned through this whole thing is the sooner that you are willing to surrender the problem, the sooner that he's available to give you that freedom, you know, and, and God, he was never mad at me. He was with me all along. He was with me all along as I walked through, through this whole process. So yeah, Alexander, that's kind of the story and, um, what that looked like. Steph, that's such an amazing story. A couple questions pop into my head as you were talking. I feel like a lot of Christians are wondering, like, how, how do I hear from God? How did you, like, I was listening to this podcast. It was actually in, uh, the podcast of a person that's atheist and he was talking mm. to a Christian and he was saying, how do you know that God cares about you? He never, he never comes down and talks to me. What mm. would you say? What would you say to those people that feel like God doesn't talk to them or he doesn't care or how, like, how do you, how do, 
how would you advise them on how to hear from God and how to grow closer to God? Yeah, that's such a great question. You know, I want you to know that God, God wants to know you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to grow closely to you and he wants it more than anything. You know, even in the old Testament, God built a tabernacle so that he could literally come down and be with his people. He has this beautiful sanctuary in heaven, you know, surrounded by angels and, and all the glorious things of heaven. And he, he wants to reside with his people and he wants to be with you. And, and when Jesus died, that was the entire purpose is to send Holy spirit down to live inside of us. That's how deeply and intimately God wants to know you. So if you're not hearing from God, what are you keeping from him? What barrier have you put up? And my barriers were, well, I'm a Christian, but I'm going to control what's happening in my business. I'm going to control what's happening with my alcohol issue. Cause the second I hand that to God, he might convict me not to drink and I need to drink, right? What idolatries do you have in your life? What secrets are you holding on to that are putting up a barrier? How, how, what, what walls have you built? What emotional walls have you built up against you in the Lord? Because I can tell you what, not hearing from God is not because of him. And this may be hard to hear. It was really hard for me to hear too. But the second that I brought down the walls, he was standing right there. The moment that I started to talk to him about the secrets and the problems that I thought maybe I had, the things I was coveting, the things that I shouldn't have been doing, the sins that I was partaking in and started just to even talk to him about them. Like, Lord, I don't know why I'm doing this. I know it's sinful, but I can't seem to stop. And you help me. He was right there, but it takes the act of surrender. You know, the solution to every one of your problems is surrender. And then to continue growing in relationship with him, the secret is faith. It's unwavering faith that he's going to get you through. He's going to show up for you. He's going to, to speak to you. And then it's a practice of learning and being willing to get really vulnerable with God, because the truth is he already knows what you're thinking. He already knows what you're doing, you know? So why keep it from him? Yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I feel like for me, once I started just getting really honest with God, just telling him everything, everything that I was feeling, just treating him more like like a friend, like how I talk to a friend, I feel like I can hear him more clear, clearly. So I, I totally agree with that. Um, what would you say to, to the listener that just feels like she keeps messing up and she can't, like she's not you, like you, she can't just stop drinking or she can't stop whatever she's struggling with, what would you say to that woman out there? Yeah, I want to, there's a verse that popped in my mind. It's Jeremiah 33, three call to me and I will answer you. I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Have you called to him because he wants to answer you. And here's the other piece is that God does allow you to walk through trials in your life, right? Those of you that keep drinking or you keep binge eating, or you keep looking at something you shouldn't look at, or you keep lying, or you keep whatever, whatever the sin is, you're not alone. Every single one of us are fallen and we've all made mistakes and we will continue to make mistakes. 
And God allows that so that we will turn to him and say, help me. Right. He allows that so that we will, we will find perseverance through trials of men. You will face trials of many kinds, right? It's a promise in scripture, but you will, you will come out victorious because we know, we know the end of the story. You will come out victorious and God says, call to me and I will answer you. And you know, John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. He already knows you. He knows what you're going through and he wants to bring, bring you out of that place. He wants to bring you out of that desert. And so it begins with number one, like being willing to look at your issues, <laughs> being willing to look at your sin, being willing to look at your problems and go, I just, I made a list. I'm like, here, let's just write this stuff. Like God already knows what I'm doing. He knows what I'm thinking. I just started writing it all out. You know, addiction to my phone, idolizing my business, alcohol, like just go for it. Like there's nothing to be embarrassed of because we're all going through that stuff and we've all been through it. And then take that sheet of paper and pray over it. Like you've never prayed over anything in your life and say, God, heal me of these things, remove them. I, one of my prayers was, um, you know, help my body to completely reject alcohol, right. To completely like lose the taste for it. And like, to the point of physically being ill, God made good on that promise. Right. And while I'm in it, I'm like, why is this happening? Because it was my prayer to be free. And so the prayer to be free, it may come in a way that you're not expecting, but you have to be willing and know that freedom from the thing that feels good immediately is extraordinarily better than that thing that you think. One of the verses I wanted to find earlier is Ephesians 5.18. Do not get drunk for that's debauchery, but be filled with the spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is so much better of a feeling than being filled with alcohol. You know, there's so many deceptions that Satan is handing you right now. He's handing you the deception that you have to be on social media. That's the answer for you. That's how you're going to grow your business. That's how you're going to fill the void. And you're staring at a piece of plastic and glass more than you're looking in the eyes of your children. That is a lie from Satan. And we rebuke that lie in the name of Jesus. Lord, crush that. Replace that lie in our lives with your truth that we don't need anything of this world. We need nothing but you. And through that, we're able to pour into our kids at a deeper capacity, right? We don't need that next drink. I rebuke that I need, that I feel like I need this thing to fill this void. And I just cast that out of my life. Lord, change my taste for it. Give me freedom from this. And he will do it. He will do it. Big faith that you are already healed because God is a healer by his stripes. You are already healed. So you have to believe in that and you have to continue to walk it out. Are you going to fall? Sure. You know how many times I fell, right? How many times I met, how, look at how long that went on. That was decades. But if you just hold on that, God's going to continue, just keep the prayer going, keep the faith going. When you mess up, don't be mad at yourself. Pray that God would help you not to do it again, because there's also that verse that talks about, you will not be tempted. There will not be a temptation that you cannot turn away from. So every temptation you're facing, you have the power by the Holy spirit to turn away from that temptation right there, right in that very moment. Make today the day, make today the day that you decide to turn away from that thing and then allow God to be your strength.
Yeah, that's just so beautiful. I think I have just one more question for you. What do you think when you were in your the most difficult trials in your life, what do you think would have happened? Where do you think you would be right now, basically, if you didn't have God in your life? Oh, I can tell you right now, I would most likely be a full-fledged alcoholic. Um, I probably would not be married to the incredible man that I'm married to. I have no idea what my relationship would be with my kids, what my business, my business. Oh my gosh, what God's done with my business through my obedience of laying down idolatry of, of all the success and like, oh my, like, it's just unbelievable what he, what he's waiting to give you, you know, when you are walking out his path for your life, instead of yours, I can guarantee that my life would be full of pain because Satan is here to kill, steal and destroy. And he wants everything great that God has for your life. And he wants to, to take it from you. And we have to not allow that to happen. And the only way that we allow that not to happen is by the strength of the Lord, right? By saying, God, I am only here to walk your path. You got to remove everything from me. That is a distraction. That is an addiction. That is an idol. Lord, I, I am yours. Like it is a full out conviction. You're praying protection over yourself, protection over your family, protection over your home, anoint your home anoint your children, anoint yourself with oil and prayer and being in the word and just knowing and noticing when you're slipping and catching it so fast. Like I'll slip y'all. Like I am. So I slip all the time. And then I go, Lord, I'm slipping. Let's take care of this together right away. And he does, he's so faithful. And so it's kind of this, this decision. It's a life decision. It's a dedication to choosing his way. and. And having discernment and having, um, I always say like you're living spirit forward instead of human forward, instead of flesh forward. When you live spirit forward, you're allowing Holy Spirit to lead you. And one of the things I did with um, one of my mentors once was she said, Stephanie, you know, you've got to sit in the back seat of the car and let Holy Spirit come up to the steering wheel because you're trying to drive the car. I was like, oh, snap, you know, like having those mentors in your life, those people that can call you out when, when you've just kind of slid a little bit, that's so important as well. Having a strong church family, you know, and I know some people have been hurt by a church. Well, guess what? Humans run churches, you know, so find another one, but get in community with people who are led by God. Even if it's whatever that looks like for you, pray, the Lord will show you the place to go, you know, find mentors you trust. And then, and then just just have a vision of blessing in your life. I just wake up every day and I start, I just lay there and pray. I pray over my son. And then I go to my other son's son's room and I pray over my other son. And then I come into my office and I pray over the business and I pray over my husband. And then I just start with like all the things I'm so grateful for. I can't even believe that I've, that I've been chosen by the Lord. I can't even believe I have Holy spirit living inside of me. What an incredible blessing to even get to have all of that. And sure, life gets hard sometimes, but looking for the blessing, even in those hard moments, in the trials, there's a blessing coming out of the other side of that trial. Lord, what's the lesson? What's the lesson? I'm so excited to learn the lessons so that I can bless other people with it. You're equipping me right now, aren't you? That's how good he is. Even in your darkest moments, you are being equipped. You are receiving 
a blessing of the Lord, even in your darkest, hardest moment. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Yes, I totally agree with that. What popped into my head when you were talking was just to have gratitude, just be thankful and also pray those really bold strategic prayers. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, he's just, he's such a good father. And I feel like in our culture, a lot of us don't truly believe that, or we don't really know that yet. And, but we will start to know that when we start just talking to him all the time, being grateful and just praying those strategic prayers, like I was saying. Yeah. I just want to say one last tip here. Uh When you guys hear us talk about like, talk to God and pray all the time. I just want you to know that prayer is not this big, weird, scary thing. Prayer is literally sometimes like, Oh, Hey Lord. Hi, I'm doing the dishes. I'm feeling some type of way about this thing. Can you help me? (laughs) You know, I'm feeling competition or I'm feeling not good enough or I'm belittling my body or whatever that thing might be. And you just talk to him. And it doesn't need to be perfect. And you don't need to know a hundred scriptures. And you just, just, he, he loves you in your whispers and he loves you in your shouts and he loves you in your tears and he loves you in your anger. Just come to him and know that there's no right or wrong way to pray. And and one of the things that helped me so much was finding a private private place where I could just let out. And so I would go in my car and, um, as my dad was passing away from cancer a few years ago. I kept praying that he would be saved. And I knew like, I have to pray with more conviction, but I feel embarrassed. And so I would, I went in my car and I started driving and I was just screaming to the Lord, like punching the steering wheel. Like I was banging on the floor of heaven to hear me. And he did. And he heard me. And my dad ended up being saved in the very last breaths of his life. And I bring that to you because prayer is extraordinarily important in your, in your journey to freedom, in your journey to healing, and you can't be afraid of it. You have to rise into it. So find that place that you can go somewhere you've never been before in your spirit and know that God is, is waiting to hear that prayer of faith, that big prayer of trust. And he wants to give you those answers that you desperately seek. Steph, you did it again. I'm almost in tears again. (laughs) Good. We can cry together. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for being here. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, absolutely. You guys, I have a podcast called the Stephanie gas show and it's S T E F A N I E G A S S. It's a podcast for women of faith who want to start an online business or a ministry from your calling. And you want to keep God at the center of it all. You don't want to do business the world's way. Um, So I would highly recommend that. And then stephaniegass.com is my website. And I've got free gifts and all the ways to connect over there. Thanks so much again, Steph. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I'm so glad that you took the time to listen today. If you like what you heard, will you leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can reach more people? And if you want to connect with me, go to herholistichealing.com. Before you go, I want to leave you with one of my favorite passages from Matthew 29. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For you.
累。